Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 149 of star wars and scotch sorry ben you are one shy of 150 dang it's all right you almost made it it's all right i'm just happy to be here well, as you can hear, we brought uh, Ben, Professor Broman, on today, uh, our old friend, business partner, blah, the list goes on. Um, but, uh, you know, Ben has been texting us throughout the entirety of Ahsoka, so Tim and I thought it'd be a great idea to chit-chat with Ben and get Ben's thoughts and on, on Ahsoka, so we're going to dive into that in a bit. But first, before we do that, we would love, 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 love to for you to remember that fall is upon us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means King's Coast Coffee is in full stride. Not that it's not the rest of the year, but, you know, got no, our autumn we really rose. swing hard during the holidays. Yeah, I mean, like, this is this is it. This is this is the time of year you want to dive into it. Yeah. So make sure you're uh, kingscoastcoffee.com. We have some barrel-age goodness dropping on Friday um, and all sorts of fun stuff. So kingscoastcoffee.com. And uh, I have. I, I hope you're following Lab Seventy Seven. I'm. I'm following Lab Seventy Seven. I'm, I'm sure Ben is following Lab. It's, I am. It's, that's awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but uh, there's been some some great merch designs uh, of our of our Dark Lord uh, Tim over there uh, for the Halloween spooky season. So make sure you get your hands on those. I was standing next to Amy last week, Tim. Mm-hmm. She was at the office when it went live. Oh, and something one of the pieces didn't go live or something, no, and she said it. She's like, "Hold on, the beanie was free. the beanie." Yes, oh my God, that was a whole that was a mess. <laughs> the beanie was free. The amount of crap that I got. Oh boy, for well, not giving well, away. You can't give a, people a free beanie. <laughs> wow, you're gonna make them pay for it. <laughs> if this was Dr. Lupo, he would give us free beanies. <laughs> That's, no, he wouldn't. That was my chat. What a great chat. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> what a great chat. Um, yeah, it's almost like Tim, out of his own money, bought the beanies, and then out of his own money, bought the screen printing machine to print on the beanies. Or was that a cell? That was it's the an embroidery machine for the, the embroidery. beanies, yeah. The embroidery machine and all of the things that go along with it out of his own money, and then wanted to sell it as you know to to, to make a profit on it. That's that is a weird concept. Just call Tim. me Mother I don't Teresa, know. dude. I'm just out here giving like. away free clothing. <laughs> Either way, you should go to Lab Seventy Seven and get the spooky stuff, uh, especially the beanie. Yeah, should. please buy the please buy the beanie. Buy the beanie. <laughs> buy the beanie. <laughs> 
And we are sure that you've seen uh, things for um, GCX, but yeah. Friday, Friday is the day. Oh, shit. That's you, the 13th. Uh, yeah, Friday the 13th. We did that on purpose, though. I'm not even. Do you think we jinxed ourselves? I think we'll. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be at a fine. wedding, uh, you know. I'm not like. superstitious, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, this one's in Omaha. The other one's in, in Missouri at a wedding. Yeah. yeah. So. I believe I'll be in Should the be. I'll be in the Missouri part of Missouri. Oh, so Missouri. It'll, yeah, oh. it's where it's a, it's we're we're driving. It's rural. <laughs> that's that's it's been it's been many a year since I've been on Missouri. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. I had no plans to go back to. No offense, but no, uh, I mean, why? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of so parts rude. of the country, in my defense, yeah. that I have been to, yeah, you, that I'd have no plans to go back to. Agreed. Yeah, a lot, a lot, like probably that. more than that. I do want to go back to, uh, but yeah, GCXEvent.com um, dates are up uh, August 16th and 17th. Uh, if you saw 15th, we apologize. That was our um, our web dev had a, a misconception about day zero events and he took the liberty of putting 15 instead of 16 that's been rectified so oh. we apologize it is the 16th and 17th we are not doing a three-day event i need sanity yeah. um and uh you know that's like birthday row too so me and sam lupo's birthday is the week before tim's birthday is that week amy havelock's birthday is the week before i think or She's that earlier that week the day before a day after yours so yeah it's Sam. it's it's Sam, then me, then Amy in a three-day span. Uh, and then Tim is the following week. And then the end of the month is Mindy's husband, Tim's son, and my wife. So, um, yeah. We're not crazy about August, too, but it's the best time of year for this. But we're trying to make stride. What, what everyone needs to understand when it comes to event planning is these things are planned out three years in Multi-year. advance. Multi-year, yeah. I don't sit there like the like last week, like, hey, what do you guys think about these dates? How they sound? So, um, you know, this this year was a bit of a, a, a I don't want to say a scramble, but to get things together. But we we're looking at options for the future and when we want it to be and things like that. So um, those conversations have already started, but you won't see the effects of them till a long time from now. So GCXEvent.com. Long. <laughs> August 16th long. and 17th. Girthy time. <laughs> In Orlando, Florida. So we'll see you on Friday for the on sale. There is a sale for the on sale too. I should mention that. So if you buy on Friday, you get one of the best deals you'll get all year. Good discount. So gcxevent.com. Let's get into the Star Wars. Yeah. Before we talk about Ahsoka, I want to bring something up, Tim, because this I think will perk you up for the day. Mm. I don't know if I sent you this article. I might have, but. Obviously, uh, did you catch the Acolyte leak trailer yet, or you still haven't had a chance to watch no, it? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so it's it's take a look, Ben. It's out there too. But regardless of that, and this is a quote. Oh, I saw this. Acolyte is supposed to be the darkest, yeah. most adult content ever that Disney has made in Star Wars. And sex and decapitation. Can't wait for it. Man, I'm excited <laughs> about decapit- that. We, we already get decapitations. I don't know how much darker we ha- you get. We had sex in Andor. Yeah, we did. Well, we didn't see it though. We just knew well. It I happened. hope we don't see it. It's still like, come on, like we don't need it's Star Wars. Like we don't need to see it. Implied is enough for me. <laughs> Spice and banging, nice. What was I watching? I was watching Carnival Row, um, season two. Oh, how is that? It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's just it's a great continuation of season one. And um, 
there's a sex scene and I'm watching it and Danielle sitting next to me and she's like, this is going on for a while. And I'm like, yep. And then they're just moaning and I'm turning the volume down because the boy is still awake <laughs> in the other room. And then there's sheet pulling and oh I'm like, God. is this going to end? Like, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, it didn't really advance the plot other than the implied sexuality. So, uh, there, but back to, to Acolyte. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be very violent. I have a feeling, you know, again, you got to remember, too, when it comes to, like, the darkest thing we've ever did. Anakin killed children. Yeah, yeah. like. Um, <laughs> pretty dark. <laughs> they just didn't show it. <laughs> They're slowly starting to show it a little bit here and there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in the newer stuff. <laughs> it, like, it's closer the and closer. Like, the blade gets closer and closer to the child every time. Well, in, in Obi-Wan and in Mando, there's just bodies of children on the floor in the in the flashback scene. Yeah. So um, I don't think they'll ever show him striking child with lightsaber. But I think we've gotten plenty to imply that children have been murdered uh, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the person who's directing this is aren't they like known for like their horror films? She did. Um, what was that? Russian Doll on Netflix. Yeah, so, like, the tone should that be, was, like... I'm excited for that. I mean, like, it's going to be edgy, dark side stuff. Be a good time. And it, based on the trailer, it seems to be following what we're surmising, which is fallen Jedi or former Jedi yeah. searching for thing. The one thing I didn't expect, and this is just literally based on the trailer, so I'm not speculating beyond that, is it seems to be the person is trying to turn up others oh there was one part where one of them confronts the other one and has a few words so that was the only other thing that i saw to imply that you know there could be more than one um the question is and i'd be interested to hear ben's thoughts on this is acolyte means that they're follower of someone or something right so given the time period we could potentially, I don't know if you heard this rumor, we could potentially, we addressed it a few, probably earlier this year, um, be meeting Darth Plagueis, who is Darth Sidious's master, hmm. who teaches him how to manipulate midichlorians and all that fun stuff. That sounds awesome. But So, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise that he tells Anakin? I like that. My, my question then is, because what I've seen a lot of people, like, so when is Acolyte supposed to be set? Hundred years before uh, episode four. Ah, it is the okay. end of the High Republic. Ah, okay. Then yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It is. It is essentially the potential to show the fall. Not the fall because it doesn't. It's a very slow fall from the High Republic to where we are, but the beginning of the fall of the the Jedi when they're at their. Well, I mean, we're seeing that in High Republic anyway in the in the books. Yeah, slipping. Um, yeah. So. Well, I'd love to. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, we Tim and I were. We, we've talked. We're not crazy about Phase Two of the High Republic. Mm. Um, phase One was was much better. Uh, phase Three, I think, is is now. I couldn't get uh, the through next any book. of the Phase Two books. It was. Rough. I was, it was like, really, really I was because I had to, not because I wanted to. I tried. I stopped. <laughs> I felt it felt it, too it, ancillary. Like it felt like a a pocket story that like might be relevant in like four or five years in the in the primary universe but like i couldn't really wrap my head around why i was being told the story i was being told yeah um i i if you want a good book um 
I just finished. Um, this one takes. It's about the Inquisitors. Oh, it's yeah. Rise of the Red Blade. Ooh, Ben, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so, and Tim, your reservations going into that book are valid now that I got to the part. Yeah. So, okay, good. Make sure you're in the right place if you are going to read it. It's towards the end of the book. Okay. Um, and it's not. It's not a feature. It's a. It's an in passing statement about someone. Uh-huh. But it, you know, your reservations are correct. I'll just. Gotcha. I'll leave you with that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so it's a really good book, though, and it details basically the story of one of the Sith, uh, one of the Inquisitors, Ben, that we meet in the Vader comics. Okay. Ooh. Um. It's her story from from the time she's a Jedi to her fall to her ul- ultimate demise. I can say that because she's killed in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's been dead a while. She, she's always been dead. She has. Yeah. The, her death is in the comics. And then they describe it in detail in the book at the end. Nice. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the other little bits of news. This comes from Variety. Uh, remember Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct a Star Wars movie? Ah, uh, yes. Um, and it got killed. Well, we now know the plot. He came out and said it. It was supposed to be the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, what? Um that would have been so good. Yeah, that was he supposed to be the He would have handled movie. that and material beautifully. After reading the article, he was very into it. Like, he was going to take it seriously. It wasn't going to be this big joke. Um, but he said, you know, they ended up axing it based on um, the amount of content they had and they wanted to produce. And obviously, Jabba's not at the top of the list of, of characters that need a live action story. Mm, really? Um, so his, his final quote was, it's not my property and not my money. So it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be a job of the hut story. I, I'm curious. I don't think that would have done well. I don't think so. Either. And I think an animated Jabba would be fun. Maybe like a, a couple, like a two, three episode yeah, like a short. Yeah. It'd be yeah. I that, think that but, would be but, fun. But feature like a, an Ahsoka level production and all of that on Jabba. Yeah. Eh. You'd also have to read subtitles the whole time. That'd be fun. And would Han make an appearance? I guess it depends on what what part of the timeline we're talking about. If it was Rise and Fall, I would assume it would it would you know be his. I want Rise to Warlord. I want them to show the transfiguration of the large Scottish man who then turns into Jabba the Hutt. Oh yeah, from the original, the original uh, film. The original Jabba the Hutt was a humanoid. It was big, yeah, with like a big Irish furry jacket. Many, like, the furry jacket, the same, the, the same like pelt style that the um, or the the pigs. I'm totally. I'm, what are they? Um, not Kowakian. Uh, who are the who are the pig guards? Um, Gamorians. Gamorians. They, they that same like style of clothing, and like that was it. Yeah, and then uh, we got oh, what so we got. Cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that the was the dialogue's it. hysterical. Yeah, he's like, oh, because so technically, you're in there. Wasn't it filmed with that guy? And then they yeah, just. Yeah, so the way that they did it is they, um, when they remastered it in the early 2000s, um, they went in and CGI'd because they, because they had CGI'd Jabba for episode one. They used that same style for the remake of episode four. And the part where he walks on top of his tail. That's mm-hmm. actually edited posts. They actually had to physically animate Harrison Ford going up and down and stepping on Jabba the Hutt's tail. It doesn't happen. That was all done in post. 
years later. Interesting. Which is wild. Yeah, there's a whole like I remember watching the behind the scenes as a kid on the collector's edition for the remaster because my parents got it for me for Christmas one year. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, maybe one day we'll I at one day they should the comic I got you for Christmas a few years back. Mm-hmm. They should turn that into something. Oh yeah, the original Star Killer. The Star The Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that would be fun to make something. Maybe someone could in a in a in the style of visions or something make that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like an alternate timeline Star Wars. Yeah, it's not canon, but this was George Lucas's original story. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty interesting. Um I was actually watching an inter- an older interview with George Lucas. Um or clips of interviews and Ben, you might've have, have, uh, seen these. There was one where he's being interviewed by John Stewart and John asked him what Obi-Wan's who, home planet is. <laughs> and he, he, he says, oh, well, I've, I've actually never revealed it, but it's called Stu John. <laughs> it's Obi-Wan's old planet. Stu John. <laughs> and, uh, and John Stewart starts freaking out. He's like, are you, are you serious? Like, am I getting this as canon for me? <laughs> Amazing. It's, it didn't pan out that way, but it was a very funny That's moment. Good. But the other thing was, you know, the way he's been in, he wrote Star Wars was, he was like, I was anti-authoritarian, like college kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were in the midst of the Vietnam War. And he's like, I wrote it from the side of the Viet Cong. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's who I modeled my story after was, you know, the, the, the insurgents against the big bad empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's who, you know, I did. And, and so many people don't see, you know, the rebel aspect as to, as I don't want to say anti-American, but it's very much, you know, not what most people would construe. The most people go like, Oh, 1776. That's where their head would go. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that the Viet Cong were, uh, were the inspiration there. I did see yeah, that. I that was good. Yeah, especially with everything going on right now. Like I saw that video pop up a few times. Yeah, it's very, very interesting times. Well, uh, two other bits of news, then we'll jump into Ahsoka. One is um, Disney announced they're going to continue to reissue Legends novels. They said, you know, we love the Legends stories. We think they're wonderful. So the Legends series, the Essential Legends collection is what it's called. Um, they'll be releasing them in batches for years to come, they said. Um, this month, I know Annihilation, which is an old Republic one, is coming out. And then the Republic Commando um, True Colors will be out at the end of this month as well. So um, it's cool to see them embracing Legends and not just sweeping it aside. So all the people, to the person years ago that I got like thousands of likes on my tweet when I said Mickey Mouse is, is coming to your house and obviously burning books on your front lawn. Oh, my God. Disney has embraced... <laughs> It's one of my best tweets ever. Yeah. I got to a Star Wars fight with someone and I said, like, is Mickey Mouse literally coming to your house and burning these books on your front lawn? Like, come on. Oh, boy. Um, uh, to that person out there who's probably not listening, you're still getting oh, your they, Legends they books. They're reissuing them. They're <laughs> What's this motherfucker going to say today? How many people do you think hate listen? My new thing is I would love... I, I went in TikTok comments again. I shouldn't have, but I did. Stop doing and that. I went in TikTok comments again. And and one guy on our world against world between worlds conversation said something like, "That's not how the world between worlds works." How the fuck do you know? <laughs> For fuck's sake, they've been there. And I go, "Well, they've been there." Because Dave ex- Dave explained, uh, but very ambiguously. But they only watched the first two seconds of the clip because I literally say fifteen seconds in, "Yeah, Tim," because that's not really how it works. So I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> Clickbait. 
So I'd love to work with you, Nick, and come up, Nick's our editor, and come up with ways to test who is actually watching the full 30-second clip and who is not. Uh, so we should talk about that. <laughs> Last bit of news before Ahsoka. This is weird. The High Republic characters are making their animation debut in Young Jedi Adventures. Nice. Good. I really enjoy Young Jedi Adventures. But it's just weird because, like, Bell Zetafar is there with his, 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 uh, what's his hound called? Oh, yeah, Ember. Uh, Ember. With his master. Yes. Who's going to be eaten by the, the force. What's the force piece called? The, not the Displacer Beast. Uh, I've been playing way too much Baldur's Gate. Um, the, the leveler. The leveler. He's gonna, he's gonna be one yeah, of gets the. gets turned into a victims. husk. And he's just on this children's show now. Well, the kids don't need to know that. <laughs> They need a, they need, and then, what, what they need is they need the emotional attachment. So they fall in love with this character. And then 10 years later, they read the book. And they're like, oh, no. That's what all the memes are saying. It's like, wow, we're really setting the younger generation up for massive amounts of trauma uh -huh. in I, the next 10 to 15 years. I had a TikTok video of a mom cooking dinner. And you can mm -hmm. hear her daughter in the background go, mom, mom. And she, she goes, what's wrong? She's like, you didn't tell me Arthur dies. She played Red Dead oh, Redemption no. 2 and she got to the end of oh, no. the game when the tuberculosis takes Arthur and she is beside herself. Oh, and it's no. just like, man, I can't wait for Kyler to play games that I know are going to end horribly. And just well, that's why I'm hoping smile. this this Old Republic thing comes out, because I would love to share the moment with my kids that and be like, it was you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, like, come on, hurry it up. We've, we've waited long enough. Uh, Master Maru is in the show and the screenshots, too. So I'm sure there'll be more, but it is a great way to get a new fan base excited about a new part of Star Wars. <clears throat> well, it, Disney's 20 years ahead of us when they're planning how this is all going to oh, work. Sure. We're in the now. We're the ones who watch the original trilogy. And that, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with with us at the end of the day. No, so, of course not. It, it, it is Star what Wars it is. is for kids. Star Wars is for children. Freddie Prince Jr. said it best. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Ben's thoughts on Ahsoka. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So with Ahsoka, yeah, you have not watched all of Clone Wars. No, you've I have not watched all of Rebels. No. So your context, I feel is, like my context uh, is what a lot of people have that have only watched live action stuff. Like I, I think there are a ton of people that have only watched live action, and even you, even you, like you, you both have tried to get me to watch the mm -hmm. animated stuff for so long, and it's just like I'm gonna do it. 
but it does start off very childlike. Like it is very obvious that Star Wars is for kids when when you watch that, even though there's key plot points. Um, but like I knew about and watched some of you know those episodes, clips and shit online. Um, but yeah, I I loved Ahsoka. I was looking up like season reviews yesterday, and apparently that's not a common. I don't know. I I listen to a lot of people's critique about the the whether it was a story or particular characters. I and maybe I'm gonna get your podcast blown up. I don't know. But what is with the fucking just absolute all out assault on details not being what you want? Um, was, oh, that's, oh, hey, that's just welcome a, to the Star Wars community. Y'all need that's, to but stop. that's every community. That's every community. <laughs> I, it's, this is it, this is my like. I am the guy that enjoys most things. So I I loved Ahsoka. I felt like as a series, it was it had its own voice. Like cinematically, like everything about it felt like okay, this is Ahsoka, but it also felt Star Wars. I told I told both of you. After I, I don't know the second or third episode, that this is the first time I I personally as a Star Wars fan felt like I was enjoying a truly authentic Star Wars story, and it not like I hated the other stuff. The other stuff was great, um, but when the Jedi are in the middle of the story, it just feels better in the Star Wars universe for me. And so having a Jedi lead, um, and really opening up what I, I feel like to everyone in the live action audience, a whole lot of the universe that you would have never expected the stuff that's been like kind of tucked away or things that you would know if you were like a fan of the books, but they, to just bring it front and center in 4k <laughs> felt really good, right? Like seeing live action Thrawn felt good. Um, seeing the world between worlds felt incredible. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. Uh, you know, I, I messaged you guys. I was like, what the hell is this time space <laughs> portal that they went through? And you're like, that's the world between worlds, you know, where like force ghosts come from, uh, or whatever. I'm sure that someone's be mad about that, but like, it, it's the, you know, it's the, you know, it's, it's a space that seems like the embodiment of the unity of the force, right? Like you can go there and you're technically everywhere or you can get to everywhere. <clears throat> so I, I loved like everything about Ahsoka, I I really enjoyed the end, and I really enjoyed, and I I think this is why I like the story so much. <clears throat> when you're when you're telling all of the side stories in the universe, when you're more deeply informing people uh, about what is happening, stories like Andor, right? They're fantastic. Lots of political intrigue, like lots of high stakes. You really feel the human cost of the universe. That was. Like I felt like that was the impact of of Andor. What is what is an average citizen being affected by the Empire feel like yeah. is happening to them? And there's this huge emphasis on like this is how the machine works and this is how it eats people. Um which I feel like with Andor, man, yeah. Andor was more relatable. That yes. yeah, it was a very human story. On a human level, Andor is more relatable. By the way, did you know that they tried to get Instead of fight the empire, they really wanted fuck the empire because they're allowed one fuck. Oh right, that would have been one. that would have been great. But Disney was like, eh -eh. so <laughs> fuck the empire would have been fantastic. But you, but on the on the Ahsoka yeah. side, and 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 
that it's more of the like you said the jedi is at the center of the story mm-hmm. um and the force and the mystical stuff and i think that's where good storytelling comes in as opposed to telling a human story where tim and kevin and ben can really relate to a a, a struggle and a, and a place in time yeah. and reference points in history that have been like that Whereas this is more of like, I'm along for the ride because I don't relate to any of this. Aside from there are personal level struggles that these powerful people go through, like Sabine's identity crisis and things like that. So it is woven into the story, but Andor is very palatable as opposed to Ahsoka, which is a a fantasy story. Yeah, it's Ahsoka is a fantasy story, um, but it it's the first time in a while that instead of examining because I, I personally believe that the mythology in the Star Wars is man's relationship with the machine, right? And you can go, there's conversations of Joseph Campbell and uh, uh, George Lucas talking about, you know, is this a good framework to look at your storytelling? And he's like, yes. So we've seen how the machine eats and destroys people, destroys planets, destroys lives. Um <clears throat> But the counterpoint to that is like the very organic and connected nature of the Jedi, right? Like that is, and that is so, it is so interesting and purely done with Ahsoka because one of the things I love, and I think I have the timeline right on this, is she becomes Ahsoka the White and then goes into the whale. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is very and and I think it's intentionally different than many stories you see where the hero is changed through the journey inside of the whale. Right? You mm-hmm. go into yeah. the like the 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 whale is a representative like a representative in a story of like going deep into yourself. You're cut off from the world and then you're reborn. Um Soka's rebirth happens before that. making that choice to go to the dark place an intentional choice not one that is forced um which changes the bent of the rest of her story which is why i think we see uh like a a massive change in her character we see a lot of peace throughout all of the stress and confidence uh throughout all i mean really horrible like they're trying to deal with like a a galaxy ending threat on the other side of the fucking universe with with a goddamn group of of little like traveler bugs like it's not the i mean like the rebels don't have a lot going for them these they can't even go fast you know it's just like high armor stats that's all they've got going for them um and so rolling into this final battle with with a plan and obviously things you know not successful in the end but i think that it that it is telling an important story and I wasn't really sure what it was until I was doing more research about the ending um, and learning more about that final scene with Balin where he's standing in front of those gods and it's, you know, the, the father, the son and the daughter. And if I understand everything correctly, the daughter sacrificed herself to save Ahsoka, right? She sent her life force to Ahsoka. Now there's a spiritual metaphysical thing going on there because she is still inhabits that owl that you constantly see following us right. around the Morai owl. Mm. So that's some sort of symbol of her life force being attached to Ahsoka. Yeah, we don't really know the significance there. of it, okay. but it travels through space somehow. So there's some sort of yeah. deity esque. We're not really sure of the details to be honest. So, so what, but yes, what I found very <laughs> interesting is at the end, 
um, and doing research, right? Because the mother did used to exist, but now she's Aboleth. <clears throat> she is. She is legends. legends. She is not in canon. So the father, the son, and the daughter were made canon in Clone Wars right. because Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin go to Mortis, which is the god planet. Now Mortis is not on star charts. It's not somewhere you can just go. They were taken to Mortis. Tim, is that the best way to describe it? It Shows up. Yeah, it it reveals itself <clears throat> to them. Right. Yeah, so um, the mother is not canon in the current era of Star Wars. I feel like she's kind of like she's canon in the background. I yeah, I would say it makes sense. I I feel like since they exist, like she has to exist. That's exactly. I mean, and you know the cool like the cool thing about knowing that Star Wars is a myth is there's a schedule on the clock, and one Mm -hmm. of the things that has been absent from the Star Wars story for a long time is that like we're trying to bring balance but balance is always trying to be brought about by picking a side right and as i understand the father creates balance by setting the scales correct by creating order the the father basically keeps the son and the daughter um in check in check yeah and under control under control so even the, the mother had an adam and eve type thing yes she wanted to live forever to be with her family she drinks from that fountain apple of good and evil mm-hmm. whatever however you want to call it and it drives her insane she goes right. absolutely she insane like stab herself with a dark side dagger and then fall into a light side pool or some crazy stuff and then yep. out and, comes and yeah. becomes hentai joker monster mommy yeah so i think uh, that in order to bring unity, you have to have a mother figure in a mythological story. And so we might be seeing, uh, and and on the scale of myth, that masculine is a divisive, for, divisive force and the feminine is a unifying force. And if the unifying force in this story, the deity that is the most powerful feminine force in the universe is... Uh, corrupted, then like unity can't happen because if you're trying to bring about Damn. unity by casting rules, continuously creating more and more rules and more and more structure, you're continuously dividing things. And that mindset feeds the machine is what I thought was really fascinating because when you create this separation um, and you don't allow ideas to, you know, you can't find the gray area, you can't across the you know like the empire things like that they, they're just natural consequences of constantly trying to separate ideas um and so which is interesting because when you talk about rules one side is very obsessed with order mm-hmm. and in law law and order mm-hmm. and the other side is so obsessed with power that there are no rules the only rule is that you kill to get what you want right. and to attain more so the absence of or the one is full structure to a constraining point and the other one is the open palm to like just absolute chaos and and more destruction right right and so and so we we have an absence in the star wars universe of like this this positive unifying mythological figure and it would be really cool to see if that's what they're building towards with ahsoka Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I know everyone's like, oh, no, he's going to find Palpatine or whatever. Um, I hope not. But I think, you know. I hope not. You know, I, I you, you can see, but you can see the setup in Ahsoka, especially since Ahsoka is embodied by the the divine feminine figure that we do know about. 
Um, Can I ask you something else then? Yeah. The, the theory that goes along with this. So there's, there's like an attachment theory, if you will. Yeah, sure. Is that because the Mortis gods are technically dead, that Anakin, Balin, and Ahsoka would replace the father, the mother, or the father, the daughter, and the son. I, I like that. That's possible, but I think that you could look at it in a Greek, Greek way and say that they mm-hmm. are their champions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, my, ah. this is my Hercules, you know, yeah, this, this like is that. my Achilles, right? Um, I, I think that the strongest Jedi are, they're the ones who have the most mastery, right? Control over the mystical of the Force. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, especially especially in Ahsoka's case, if she's literally alive because one of these figures took a vested interest and then shows up with an owl, which would be like a reference to Artemis or uh, yes. I think Artemis. Yeah. So so uh, there is some referential imagery for that kind of understanding is that these these individuals are going to pick their um, their champions to play their part in the living world. Um, Athena. Athena, right? Yeah, I was like, I, I, yeah, Artemis is hunting, so I didn't think it was. I knew I was off, um, but I, I think we're going to see. We've we've kind of seen that the whole time. The light side and the dark side, and <clears throat> who is empowering them? So I'm hoping that after this ending, that we're going to start like we're going to start seeing more of the the Star Wars cinematic universe begin to deal with these these really deep and apparent questions. And I think that is a way to grow a story up and still tell a story for kids from, from a, from a, from a writing standpoint, you have, like you said, Joseph Campbell inspired George Lucas. I never realized they had conversations. That's going to be what I do later tonight. Um, is look those are those like documented. You can read them or uh, I'm going to look them up. So do you have Joseph Campbell who was inspired by, or, um, George Lucas was inspired by Joseph Campbell, um, which is where a lot of, you know, these correlations come from that you're describing. George Lucas passed his knowledge and his stories and everything down to Dave Filoni. And we have Dave Filoni for so long. We haven't had that in Star Wars, that whole influence that George and Joseph and whatnot had because Dave was working on Clone Wars. And we do see a lot of what Ben is describing, Tim, in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes. So it would make sense that it would get into live action. And we see on the on the the moral side of of mythology and kind of the stuff that Joseph Campbell would touch on in the past. We see a lot of that in Mandalorian, in my opinion, too. Yes. Sure. So, and Dave has his hand in Mandalorian. Yes. So every time Dave gets his hand on something, I think we see a lot of what you're describing and talking about right now. So it makes sense that whether Heir to the Empire is a single movie or a trilogy and whatever else is going to come after this from a, from a live action standpoint that adds to his, as we call it, the Filoni-verse. Yeah. Um, the better Star Wars. Would make sense that the questions that you are seeking answers to will get answered in fun ways that aren't apparent but if you really dig into it, you get. But on the surface, it's easy for a child to take the like my son would sit down and watch that show and he would fall in love. And, and have, but he's not going to think about the things we're discussing right now. No, it'll be very palatable, good and evil, black and white for him. Yeah. I mean, like I never had these like in-depth thoughts when I was watching Star Wars as a kid. It was just no, it was no good no. and evil and people with lightsabers. And that was yeah. About it. But as- can this stick I found in my yard be a lightsaber? Exactly. That was my uh goal but that's yeah. the joys of having a universe like this is that it grows with you yep <clears throat> because it's it's 
it's it's fanciful, but it's it's a clock, right? Myth myth lets you know where you are in life, and when you can go yeah. back and rewatch something. And you know, I was talking about this yesterday with my chat. I loved episode one because it came out when I was younger, and I was like, yep. that is like I was like kid Anakin. Like I'm a kid, I can be important. Yep. But now you go back and you watch that and you're like, fuck, like you're relating to Qui-Gon. You're you're relating yeah. to everyone who's in their midlife who's been in this world for a long time. And you're seeing how they interact with things. And you're like, holy shit, like that looks just like me doing this or like I've experienced these things. Um, so good. even a per perspective lens, because mm -hmm. I'm rewatching Harry Potter for the first time for Halloween and like Snape on the second time around. Uh. <laughs> very you're like how did i miss that yeah. you know there i watched the first first one last night the i forget the professor's name dark defense against the dark arts guy, well they changed they, yeah they changed they changed the, the dark arts professor out every, all the time yeah it's quarrel it's always the bad guy except the guy yeah so quarrel uh is sitting next to him during the the sorting hat ceremony mm -hmm. and there's a shot where harry when he doesn't want to be in slytherin makes eye contact with snape Snape's looking at him. Now that I know who Snape is and what his purpose is, the look no longer looks angry. It looks concerned. Mm -hmm. And Professor Quarrel has his back to him he's, like that. He's talking meaning, to himself. Yes, uh -huh. but can Snape hear Voldemort too? Does he know that this is happening, but he's got to keep his undercover because of the Dumbledore? Like, it holds a whole new level of complexity to something in the beginning where I was just like, all right, this is a fun little kids movie. No, it's not. <laughs> There's a whole new thing going on here. Yeah. So I get even 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 watching something again, like I plan on watching Ahsoka all the way through with Hunter after he finishes Rebels. And I know it's going to feel completely different because every Star Wars show, sorry, every Star Wars show, when you break it up into pieces, it always creates frustration. Yes. When you watch it in a, as a whole, mm -hmm. it's usually fantastic. So even besides that, like you said, the, I love the mythology as a clock thing. I think that's so cool. Um, even that, but even going back and experiencing it again, you will see mm. and hear things now with context that you did not have previously. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, it's, it's really neat to, to see that. So I, I, I see when I look at Ahsoka, I see, you know, the, the calendar of events. And I think that, that they are, they are setting up, um, Ahsoka to, either like start the onset of this unity because we you know we're still trying to figure out everything that's happening um you know there was a lot of discussion about whether or not ray was going or for me <laughs> discussion with myself uh well whether or not ray was going to be this the, this unifying figure in the universe and to bring everything together and they do that with with ray with you know all the bloodlines conversations and all of that stuff but um it's still I think it still took place in the in this these people are our champions kind of conversation. And there hasn't been this huge overarching resolution of balance in the force. Um, and I think that there I think that there is a question. I think that there's a question that Star Wars can ask that I don't that, that maybe we're going to get to is is balance necessary? Mm. Because if ba if balance is necessary, then order must be enforced, and if order must be enforced, then we're we're right back to where we're at right now. Right, um, right. where someone is going because to enforce that order, whether that through power, which the Jedi had done previously, although not you know, like everyone has used power to bring about order. 
So mm, what power this, corrupts? Yeah. So what happens when we let go of the order and we simply let things exist? Right. Which and that's that's the wheel that Balin keeps referencing. Right. Yep. Right. So I am I'm fascinated with where they're at right now. Uh, to to talk about like the cinematics, which was some of the first stuff I mentioned to you. This was the first time since I was a kid where I found myself asking, how did they do that? Not because it was anything that was like, whoa, my brain, special effects. It was like, I know what these characters are supposed to look like because I've seen them animated. And we yeah. have all experienced the absolute fucking tragedy of watching something animated come to come to the screen with real actors. And you're like, wow, they fucked this up. This is yeah. awful. Um, but with Ahsoka, every single character was was great they matched their character models very well their movement their speech patterns even the um you know even the color palettes that they were using for people they all matched up really well and i want to give you gotta you gotta give respect respects too like massive props to everybody on that show who was in hair and makeup and wardrobe because mm -hmm. if they wouldn't have nailed it it would have been almost unbearable to watch yeah, especially um, for episode five when they did the Clone Wars flashbacks. Oh my like, that god, had to, that had to be <laughs> had to be perfect. If it wasn't, it was going to be it wasn't going to be as impactful. And so, like they everything from Anakin's like wardrobe for that. I mean, like it looked like it looked like, like the Battlefront player. Like it was it was perfect. It was so well done. It was so it was so good. And I was I remember watching that episode, and I was like, once I figured out what was happening, I was like, hope they don't mess it up. Because like like that's a part of the universe where people are super invested. They so like people much. have watched that stuff over and over and over again. So yeah, I I was the whole time I was like, how are they doing this? How are they doing this? How are they how are they making everybody feel like so alive? And all of the humor translated really well too to live action, which is also yeah. something that you can lose, especially when you have like super goofy humor, like still worked out like i every time chopper beeped i laughed <laughs> tim and i had said too that anakin or hayden i should say hayden had to be anakin he had to be he he made anakin mm. and then clone wars anakin is not, not his him. version he had to be that version which was different than the character he played in the first two yeah, uh, man, I hadn't even considered two, that. Two three. So someone, someone did a really interesting uh, uh, analysis of Hayden's performance as Anakin in Episode Two and Episode Three, and then looking at his performance in Ahsoka, and they, they, they were like, the premise of it was George Lucas isn't a great writer, or he isn't a great director. He's a great writer, but not a great director. And I was like, well, I was like, what do they mean? And they're like, look at his cadence when he's talking. <clears throat> He's emulating James Earl Jones. He's emulating Darth Vader. And yep. that's why he talks the way that he does. You will try. Yeah. You know, and it's just yeah. like, that's not, that's not the way that, like the way that Anakin is portrayed in the Clone Wars makes way more sense from just like someone's just like speech pattern and just overall, just like the way the dialogue flows. And so when he yep. just like, I that, and I think that's why people fell in love with Hayden again, because he was able to really become that Anakin instead of trying to make up this young version of a James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. Yeah. Cause even when in Obi-Wan, when his helmet gets cracked, he's talking like he does in the James Earl Jones yes. way. But 
again, that makes sense for that moment. Correct. He's in constant, persistent pain. Like there's all sorts of reasons that someone would talk like that. Yeah. As opposed to episode three on the platform, you had no reason to. So to reinvent your own character that you already played 20 something years later, that's range as an actor. And, you know, first, if you listen to the first hundred episodes of this show, you're going to hear me make fun of, of Hayden playing Anakin plenty of times. Mm -hmm. And I, I am more than happy to admit that I am one of the people that Tim just described that will probably not do that anymore because of his performances in the last few shows. And, and, you know, I'm sitting here going like, we've done it with you. We did it with Ahmed Best. Like, do Jake Lloyd next because he's the next one that needs a redemption story and all of this. Because that poor kid, Star Wars, basically ruined his life. Um, so, like, do Jake Lloyd next. Oh I, I'm I'm loving the redemption stuff. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving. It. I think it's one of the best things that we've done as as a Star Wars community in in such a long time. Hearing Ahmed Best talk about his experience after Episode One. Like, oh, my God. Like, he talks about, like, how excited he was to get a Star Wars role. Like, all these things. He's like, I was just doing, like, a shitty little, like, just, like, no one knew gig. Like, I was in this, like, show that no one had ever watched. And then I get this call. And my my agent's like, it's from Star Wars. It's Lucasfilm. It's ILM. They want you to be on this. And I think that was really, really cool to, like, like, like it, it sucks to hear when he's talking about, like, wanting to end his life. But then also this whole redemption arc is just so good. Oh, he's going to get, you know, at Celebration next year, he's getting a standing ovation because they will 100% bring it. They're going to give him his, the same moment that Hayden has gotten the last two yeah. two celebrations, uh-huh. or it's not next year, it's 25. They're going to bring him out because they're, if you think about the timeline, he's definitely going to be in Mando season four as a flashback because that story is not being done being told. I guarantee you that story is part of Dave's little plan that he has going on here. Oh, yeah. Um. So... We're going to get the end of that. By the time that releases, we will be at Celebration in, in April of 25. Shit. God, I hope so. I want to be there. And you know he's going to get a standing ovation if he walks out. So, like, keep that energy going. We're, even if we Tim hates Jar Jar Binks. And that's okay. It's okay that Tim hates Jar Jar Binks. I don't hate the Jar Jar Binks, though. I, love I would Jar never, Jar like, I, would, exactly. I, I, I don't hate him. I don't There's like some- Jar Jar Binks. I don't like the Gungans. I think they're a silly race. They're just not for me. But I would never take that out on the actor. No, and that's people who took it too far and drove the poor He's man. He's in a mask to- for goodness sake the entire time. Like you don't ever even see him. So it, it, you know, it's great that we're we're on this redemption road. I, I'm really happy. But getting back to the point at hand was the range of acting yes. of of Hayden. Uh, in those Clone Wars scenes and um, and in Obi-Wan, again, I think he played two different versions of the character that he is him for two different shows because it was two different time periods. Now, we see Force Ghost Anakin. I, I would assume he'll be a little more prevalent as a Force Ghost in season two. Mm. Am I wrong in that assumption? I feel like. We don't just drop him in there and be like, all right, he's guiding you. No, like he's probably going to interact, especially if Sabine can feel him now. Oh. Uh, Yeah. I saw some crazy fan theories that like what Anakin's going to do is he's going to fight Abeleth in the world between worlds to set things right. It wouldn't be in the world between worlds or it would be. In whatever realm that Abeloth yeah, is wherever existing she's in imprisoned now. or at, <clears throat> I would. Well, in Legends, it's Luke, 
But Luke is alive. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about a ghost fighting. I mean, Luke is coming into the story one way or another, whether it's yeah. Thrawn, Abeloth, whatever it may be. Luke, we will see. Well, Luke. that was an heir to the Empire. Like Luke fights. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. So Luke is coming into the story regardless of of anything. Uh, and I hope to God it's not CGI and it's Sebastian Stan, just like Disney. Just do it already. Um, I showed Matt, our, our tattoo artist, Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. The picture of Sebastian Stan next to him. And he was like. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the guy he's that like, they CG'd why over. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, he's like, why wouldn't they let him just play Luke? And I'm like, your guess is as yeah. good as mine. Like, that's Luke because, Skywalker. Because like, Disney has put themselves in this awkward situation where they've de-aged people instead of casting them with physical actors. Just stop. So, we did it with Han and it was fine. Yeah, but that was the whole thing. Is like the, the, the initiative with Han, with Solo, was before, they, before Filoni came in. So I think now, because Filoni has set such a like standard for what they do with characters coming back after you know so many years, and you know like Mark Hamill, he sits there with the, when they when they filmed Mark Hamill for like the Grogu scenes for Mando season two and a half, they they put him there and for reference, and then they put in the body double and all this stuff. So I mean, it's a lot of work to just get that done. Whereas you could just use one actor instead, but I, I think that we we can't go backwards now. I think we're stuck with that. I think we're going to see, you know, de-aged Hayden Christensen. We're going to see a de-aged Mark Hamill. Hayden is fine because he's, he's he's still, still in an he's age. very handsome man. He's only like in his early forties. Like he's like <laughs> it's it's not a lot of work. Mark Hamill, on the other hand, there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, he's he, pushing he's older. He's older, and that's totally fine. But it just doesn't work for a 30-year-old Luke Skywalker. But you, you have your Han. Mm-hmm. You have your Lando. Billy Piper can play her mom's roles. I think no one's going to fight that. Like, I don't see a reason why anyone would be opposed. To, she was the, the body double for the Rogue One scene. So why can't she just play her mom's role? And then you have Sebastian Stan as Luke. Who else do you need to recast? I, I, all that I'm saying is, is that they've set, they've set this standard. I don't think you can go back. Chewie's pretty easy to recast. Like, let's. Well, yeah, he's already been recast. But I mean, like, look, they they brought Tarkin back to life, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but they had to use shadows and everything to manipulate it. But the technology at that time wasn't all that great. It was still very clunky. Now look at it. People are doing look look at all the stuff that people are doing with one man shows, with AI and all this other stuff. I mean, like, I I still think we're gonna get CGI'd AI video. I hope not actors yeah i was gonna say like the the advent of technology like i think you'll see all the star wars actors sign some of the biggest fucking checks you've ever seen in your life so that disney can have perpetual rights to their images that's what james Earl jones did with his voice yeah like if i was mark hamill i'd be like 100 million dollars use me as luke for whatever you know what i mean yeah I would where you'd set it up as some sort of charitable trust. Be like, yeah, all my money goes here, and then you could, you know, every time you go didn't watch a Star Wars else, movie. Didn't somebody else play the Vader voice though in Obi Wan? It wasn't James. I thought, wasn't it somebody else? I assume they just voice dubbed it at that point because they said going forward, James Earl Jones came out saying that they were just going to be using AI. That's why he retired. He's like, I'm not going to be Darth Vader anymore because they could just AI voice it all. Got it. Okay, so maybe so that I'm was. I'm pretty it. sure they just AI voiced it. 
Dude, there is a TikTok channel that's literally a daily, it's a daily video or a daily inspirational video from Darth Vader. Yeah. And it, well, yeah, there's also the one that has the so Obi-Wan Qui-Gon like sitting on the couch ripping Star Wars apart AI. Oh, I mean, that's that one's the guy not... who does the, he does the, the deep fake stuff. Yeah, yeah, that one's not as good no. uh, from a practical standpoint. And sometimes it's funny, not always. But again, look what people are sometimes. able to do with just their phones, you know, like... I think, yeah. but this is this tricky realm that we're in right now. Where like, you know, like, do you do it? Is it ethical? It'll be interesting to see what the next couple of years look like. <laughs> I'm also curious with the stipulations of the settlement with the SAG stuff, mm -hmm. if they'll be allowed to. Well, the the actors, yeah. the actors guild stuff isn't done yet, right? No, uh, they've agreed on? on the terms. I think they ha don't think they've signed anything gotcha. on the SAG side, not the. Actors, yeah, stuff. the actors I think guild. The writers, the writers are good. The actors guild is not. okay. Yeah. So I, I'm curious what that looks like from a settlement standpoint because I know one of the big pain points was Disney pushing AI, yes, um, for acting and and voice and you know basically putting people out of work. Yeah. But again, there's there's an authenticity missing, and that's my point. Is Tark? It was great to see Tarkin come back to life, and I don't mind it for ten seconds. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to see an entire movie of Tarkin like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we be lose rough. the authenticity. You're rough. It would yeah, also probably be astonishingly expensive. Yeah, and it was great to see Leia on, you know, her daughter's body for the finale of Rogue One. But again, I don't want to see that for an entire movie. Right. I'd rather her daughter just really honor her mother and play the role. Or we just I, let I, those like, people just go. We can't. We're too. We're too deep bad. into. We're too deep into where we are now to say let it go. Remember, years ago, Tim, you and I were like, "This is probably the end of telling stories here. We're going to move into the higher public and hopefully the old republic." No, they doubled down on what they, they wanted, did. which I think it was smart to fill in the blanks between six and seven. I think that's smart mm -hmm. of them to do in retrospect. I really do because that was a time period that wasn't really covered in canon um so I, I think it was good to bridge that gap and understand what happens in between and that was probably their play the entire time we just again star wars loves to tell stories out of order mm -hmm. there's no here's the here's the clock like we said before no it's like we'll do this here we'll do this here we'll do this here here <laughs> here 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 and then 20 years from now i'll be like oh we finally got the whole picture this yeah. is great I'm gonna read the novels the comic books so it's what it is but um i don't even know where we oh we we're on the hayden acting tangent That's yeah we got here <laughs> yeah. so what else ben what else about the show are you like so oh oh my god well i was i was really excited like Force Ghost Anakin at the end was like, I got all choked up and I was like, she was there, he's there, it's there for her. Oh my God. Um, that got me excited. I want to know what's going to happen with, with Balin, uh, like in a few ways, right? Because the actor is no longer with us. So, like, how are we? Are we recasting? Are we continuing that story? Are they just going to kill storyline? Um, in the finale, we got like a few seconds of Scully right at the end with the fucking lightsaber and like what's going on. I have no idea. I'm very interested. Um, and I mean, like you pointed out on the episodes and we were, I'm sure. And when we were texting is that, you know, like Balin, uh, like Balin and, and Scully both represent another mythological set. 
of of creatures that bring about Ragnarok by eating yep. the moon and the sun. Um, so we're we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of uh, representatives of the ending of this sort of duality or the ending of these two sides um, showing up in Ahsoka, and it makes me, like I said, it makes me super interested. Um, because we know that the resolution isn't going to happen in inside of this space because we know what happens in episodes seven through nine and things are still sort of fucked. Um, but maybe we are setting up the greater conflict for what's going to happen after episode nine. Um, and don't, when you talk about balance too, don't forget one of the big pieces of episode eight is the temple on Octo that Luke's sitting in when it burns. Remember the seal in the middle of it? With the Zepho sitting down. Yeah. It's half dark and half light. Right. So even the ancient, I guess you call them Jedi force users, whatever, there was an expectation of balance in the ancient times. So I think, Tim, the movie you're excited for, which is the kind of origin stories, will shed more light on what, in the canon version, what was it like? Yeah. You know, as far as the, and even Yoda seems to be down with the balance when he's talking to Luke there. You know, and Luke's like, we got to save the books. And Yoda's like, hey, you don't need the books. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, the, the, I don't know. I think, I think you're right in, in a lot of the mythological comparisons. You brought up some stuff that I never even had thought of. Um, and, and that's, again, that's the Joseph Campbell influence in all of this is that, you know, kind of. And I will the way we we retell old stories. Yeah, we do. And I, I will point this out because, uh, you know, there's there's also um, an alternate mythological framework that people point out, um, you know, and a lot. It was getting a lot of attention during the Barbie movie, which is the, the hero, the heroine's journey or the, the the woman hero's journey where they essentially take very similar steps. But at the end of the hero's journey, they return to society with what they've learned. And then that's sort of the end of their tale. Uh, so it's a circle and it has, it might be repeatable, but the idea is that the, the journey, uh, for the divine feminine is a, uh, spiral. So you go through the journey, but after you bring back what you've learned, you affect and change society with it in a way that starts off your next journey so that it continues like that. And I, and I think that that might. I'm still doing a lot of research, but I think that might actually be a better long-term storytelling framework because in our own lives, when we make a change, our, our life, our story doesn't stop. Yeah. We live our life with that change implemented. Like I'm in better, I'm in good shape now. Right. And I have to live every day, like in shape, right. I've made mm-hmm. that change. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that there is, especially since we saw other sort of deviations with Ahsoka, like going through her transformation, before she goes through the the dark night of the soul, right? Where where she has to do this reckoning um, with everything that that she ha- has been and is, uh, you know, going like or well, going through that and then going into the whale is a deviation of that story. So I think that we we can also kind of keep our eyes out for okay, Ahsoka has changed completely. She's learned what she needs to learn, but now she is separated from the primary universe right so has her return happened yet was the return her reuniting with everybody and being kind of introduced into the playing field like gandalf the white 
Um, I was just about to say, while not feminine, that sounds yeah. a lot like Gandalf. Right, and a and, lot. and and so and so we see Gandalf like it's so that's why it's a good myth like it's a good clock to look at because it does apply not just in this situation, but you immediately think of Gandalf. You think of other people who um, they had their death and rebirth, but then they have to come finish out the story. Um, which yep. might involve more death and more rebirth for them and people around them. So I, I think that there's a chance that um, we could look at, we could have this new galaxy be an entire new storytelling set that operates on different rules than, um, and might tell more individual stories. Uh, but there's obviously life in this other galaxy. And what if, what if, I mean, I don't know if I'm missing th- anything, but like, what if Ahsoka never comes back? Do we know if she comes back? Or is this as far down the the timeline as we've been with her? It's as far as we've gotten, we don't know, yeah, we don't know what we, happens in the new trilogy with her. You know, yeah, because Dave tweeted years ago when no when everyone was asking like what happens to Ahsoka after Rebels, that was the big question mark because no one knew. Mm. Um, so people started assuming that she just died before Episode Seven, and then that was the end of her story. And then Dave randomly, this was like two three years ago, so he was probably writing the show at the time, right? tweeted a picture that he drew uh of gandalf talking to ahsoka and gandalf there's a word bubble above his head that just said everyone thought i was dead too wow this was like two years ago so uh, yeah when when that happened in that episode tim and i were freaking out because we're like it came it came full circle like he was giving us a hint as to what was to come holy shit um but i am i am i think she's gonna go back to the other galaxy simply for a few well some of them will. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she does ascend to some godhood or something Maybe like that. It takes her. Uh, Sabine will get back. Yeah, I will. I will guarantee that Sabine will get back. Maybe it takes them a very long time to recover her, and when she comes back, that's episode ten. Yeah. Oh boy. And she's the lead. That would be really cool. And yeah, because Ray's not the lead in ten, and it would help them, and it would help them sort of break this nine episode storyline arc of like everybody's bloodlines, um, which I think, based off all the conversations you're having about the aging people and bringing people back, blah, 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 like that's the story's been told. I I think that when Ray kills Palpatine, that the, the bloodline story has reached its climax, right, and it's been ended. So. The Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I the, the Skywalker saga is over. So who's going to who who better to come in and lead the next generation of Jedi than you know Gandalf the White? Uh, it just it just makes sense. But even Gandalf leaves at the end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he goes to Valinor on the on the in the Grey Havens, and yeah, and he gets the hell out because it's the the story's over. So maybe now. Star Wars is a wheel. Right. Middle Earth is a line. Right. Yeah. That's the primary difference there. So because Middle Earth is supposed to eventually be us. That's the mythology long behind term. that is that the age of men has come and that's us now. Kind of like I don't know if you guys finished Battlestar Galactica. No. Yeah. Okay, the Do you want the ending or are you going to watch I'm it? I'm not going to watch it, Kevin, please. So the Cylons, the organic robots that they create yeah. essentially which that's such a tragedy. You're not going to watch it because it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. The ending is, is essentially that it. at one point in the show, there's I'll a birth between a human and a, and a, a human and a Cylon. Like they can conceive, mm-hmm. which was the Cylons like ultimate. We, we have created organic 
people. So the whole idea is because of that person that was born is that when they get right, kind of, they get to the, they get to earth that there's a little bit of that Cylon in our race now because of that, because it actually takes place in the past, not the future. People think it's the future. It's not, it's the past. Yeah, we just go down a rabbit hole with all of that. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's the difference is, is Star Wars intended to continue is Balin actually going to break the wheel, which will lead to like, you know, episode. I think you could have just capped it at episode nine and went back and told stories, but we know there's another movie coming. That's going to take place after that. So to me, that says the wheel has not stopped turning. That's my two cents. It continues to turn again. Middle earth is a line. Star Wars is a wheel. I like so, it. Now, does it have to be an empire or a first order? No, I hope it's actually a a dark side thing that we have to contend with in the future. Now, Tim is hoping for the Visions episode three years in the future. Oh yeah, I want, I want the, <laughs> the ninth, ninth Jedi. Jedi so is that was called? Yeah, yeah, that's what Tim is hoping for. But uh, it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it would. Uh, the 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 most the best thing you can do there is bring the Sith back. And there's only a small amount of Sith and, and Rey's trying to restart the Jedi Order. Like, that's the best part. But again, then it goes back to what Ben said. Is Rey receiving help to restart the Jedi Order? Yeah. And would Ahsoka help at this point? Because she's remained balanced and neutral. She's also old as fuck by that point. <laughs> but if she's ascended to this godhood or whatever it is... <sighs> there's so much to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. One, one could argue that because... Uh, Ahsoka has sort of transcended the lesson. She can become the teacher, <laughs> right? Like that's we like Yoda is that like Yoda. When you meet Yoda as a character, that is somebody who has learned the lesson and has then dedicated the rest of his life trying to explain this very esoteric and complicated lesson, which is great because that is it's a mirror for how we can't talk about our most intimate and internal experiences that have changed us very well because language is limiting. Um, right. Right. So Yoda spent hundreds of years trying to do it. And so now maybe Ahsoka will get a, a crack at it. Be very interesting. Yeah, that would, I mean, again, we're not going to get resolution to any of this for many oh, no, years. Not at all. It's going to sit but in we'll, our mind for forever. Rent but what will we get? Resolution. Resolution. Yes. Yes. I told Tim, this is so morbid, but I'm going to say it. I told Tim, Ben, I was like, I, the thing that worries me the most is that I could die. And then the Star Wars stories will still Dude, be yeah, told. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't want to miss out on anything, you know? Right? <laughs> like, it's like, again, Lord of the Rings is a line. Like, the story's over. Like, we went to The Hobbit. We did the thing. Like, yeah, there was a fourth book that never came out. But honestly, it was about a Sauron cult. I don't think it was that big yeah. of a deal. Um this is constantly moving and turning and there's thousands of years in the past of storytelling to do. And it's like, hurry up. My clock's ticking. Is that what keeps you up at night? Because what keeps me up at night is that the universe is always expanding and there's so many galaxies out there that I'll never get to experience. There's so many worlds out there and there's probably all these things that are really cool out there. I'll never get to see it. That's what keeps me up at night. No, I don't care about that. I do. We're nowhere, uh, space we're nowhere is, near that. Space is so vast and cool, and we don't get to experience any of that shit. No, we're no. Space is scary. Space is awesome. 
scary. God. Go watch Alien again and tell me space is awesome. I mean, like, that's what you get when, like, you know, when capitalism gets involved with space exploration. I wouldn't go that far. I think that's just space exploration in general. <laughs> Big capitalism Whatever, energy. bubble boy. <laughs> all right. I like my bubble. Yeah, enjoy your bubble. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We thank you for hanging out. Ben, thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, we should do this again this in the future. Yeah, we should. There we should do this again in the future. But uh, you could go check out Benny's Professor Broman everywhere on the internet. He streams on Twitch. Uh, so twitch.tv slash Professor Broman. Uh, you can go check out Timmy's YouTube.com slash Darkness429 and Darkness429 everywhere on the interwebs. You finished Liza P, by the way. I did. I was did. so happy. That was so good. What a great Now ending. what? Now what? Besides Magic the Gathering with you two? I got to finish Baldur's Gate. And then uh, Lords of the Fallen, Spider-Man 2, that's the... Do you want to do a really painful stream of teaching me how to play Magic Together? Yeah. Like a really painful, like, this is what you do? I mean, do. if you make it painful, I will kick you out of the table. Uh, I think... You do the, if you do the, I'm going to be really difficult the whole time, I'll be like, ah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> What's this land card do, Tim? Tevin, Kevin, I've explained it to you five times. <laughs> What's this land card do? I wouldn't go that far. No, I would love to. Um, yeah, ben, ben and I played with uh, Elder Dragon hijinks on Monday and got nothing but just positive feedback on that. Everybody loved it. They had a great time. Yeah, uh, it was really, so really yeah. fun. Yeah, I would love to. I think I think more magic is uh, is. A and good I'm point. undefeated, even though they handed yeah, me the win. I have yet to <laughs> win a game. I have yet to win a game of of magic. You, I, I don't know. but I also play in a really sweaty pod, so that's that's my fault. <laughs> I have the. Galadriel commander deck sitting right there. So well, let's bust it open. Put some sleeves on that bitch and let's go. I did get a. Uh, I got. They gave me a booster pack in there with like three cards, Ooh. and I got some cool Belrog. Yeah, card that's just too. a really. That's just to get you like hyped up and get that that the endorphins going. So you're like, I don't need to buy more packs and open shit. Well, Mike was telling me to under no circumstances buy booster packs and just go online and buy individual Correct. cards. Yeah, it's better to just go and build your deck if you actually want to build it versus. Huh. I mean, unless you want the satisfaction of like pulling cards and like you can turn it into like content and stuff, it's 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 Pokemon all over oh, again. You're like, I man, I hope I get this Charizard. Fuck, I went through ten packs, no Charizard. You I know, where you could just go smoke, online and smoke. you could just buy the Charizard that you want for your deck. So it's just a little more expensive in the front end, but like overall, it's for a budget, it's better. All right, yep. all right, well, it's gonna be exciting. Magic the Gathering. Maybe we'll see me open this deck. Yep. Um, but uh, cool. Well, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Star Wars and Scotch, as always, we appreciate all of the uh, nice messages and uh, all the feedback you give us. So we would uh, appreciate you continue to do that. Tim, we have to settle on what comic we want to cover next week because people were asking uh, what we want to do there. So Tim and I will talk about that offline. Um, and you will see some guests again coming in the future because in between shows, we love to have our friends on and chit chat about things. So Star Wars and Scotch, Star Wars Scotch everywhere on the internet. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Thank you so much. Your GCX tickets are on Friday. Your Lab 77 merch is available now. And King's Coast is in full autumn swing with barrel release on Friday. Pog. But Tim, may the force be with you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.